Hey, what's up, everyone? It's the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor. And I'm your Sean C. Taylor, coming to you live with another episode of the Hoop Live with Sean and Sean podcast, episode number 21 of season two. It's the freaking finals. It's the freaking finals. Now, you know that's the only time I'm going to let you say the freaking, right? <laughs> we got to watch our, we got to be uh, family friendly. Okay, I <laughs> but it is the freaking finals. Um, finally, we are here, but it's also a pun, right? It's a play on words, double entendre, if that's what you want to call it, because the freak, the Greek freak, aka Giannis Antetokounmpo, is finally in the finals. Finally, finally, after many years of trying to get there, he is finally there. Yeah. So that's kind of how we uh, settled on that name. Then on the flip side, you have Chris Paul is finally in the finals. Yeah. Right? So Milwaukee Bucks on the eastern side, the Phoenix Suns on the western side. You're not too excited about these finals. No. And if the folks could see your face right now, they would probably be laughing like how I'm laughing. Yeah. Why is it that you're not so excited right now? Well, because my team got upset, one. Yeah. Two, um, a team that I don't want to go to the finals is going to the finals, and that I don't want to win. Who? The Suns. Oh, yeah, okay, still talking about the same team. Yeah, even, though, team. even though if we... If we if they won, then at least we could say that we lost the eventual champion. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, and just everyone has been injured, and now we know that Giannis is going to be injured going in. Or, you know, if he plays game one, I feel like he's going to maybe look a little injured. Right. Well, game one. Right. Well, he got injured in the last series against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Hyperextended his knee. Missed the last two games of the series, right? Yeah. And uh, But the Bucks were able to close it out. Yeah. Much to my surprise, I did not see Milwaukee coming out of the East yeah. at all, mm-hmm. at all. But the additions of Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker have proven to be huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's just been so weird because it's like with all the injuries, it's just like oh well. I mean, if everyone's gonna get injured, well then anyone can win. <laughs> so you're saying it's just purely because of the injury? But look, Giannis got injured, and the Bucks are still. Going to the finals, right? I understand that. But if you don't lose Harden and Kyrie, they're never even in the Eastern Conference Finals at all. They like I mean, I would I would say you're probably right about that. Mm-hmm. But you gotta give them their just due for continuing to stick with the course. Cause like we said, they've been knocking on the door for a few years and their stick toitiveness finally paid off. Yeah. Um we'll say another thing. Also, like, obviously AD gets injured, and then Jamal Murray's injured. Right. In the Nuggets in the right. series. Right. And then Kawhi Leonard's injured. Oh, that's a good point. And that's a Clipper good point. In the series, and now Giannis might be injured. That's a good point. So it's like you've got four series, four series where at least a player a player has been out for at least a game. That's a great point. That's a great. So is what you're trying to say, to use you young people's term, that... The Suns, if they win this, it'll be a Mickey Mouse championship. Is that what you're trying to say? Hey, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, so I may say that, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just I just laid it out. So, oh my goodness, you know, y'all y'all can look at it and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. But 
you know, like, you know, I'll give the Suns their props, but, yeah, man. you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You just, I mean, you're obviously biased because of what I happened mean, to the Lakers, right? I mean, kind of, but right. at the same time, it's like, it's not like, it's not like that happened with the Bucks. Like, I mean, you it, just said it happened with the Bucks with the Nets to a certain extent, I mean, right? You I said mean, they wouldn't even be in the finals if not for Harden and Kyrie getting injured. I mean, it's going to be like maybe like four series in a row. That is the entire, that might yeah. be the entire playoffs. That, that's a lot. At least the the first or second option right. has been out <laughs> right. for at least a game. Like that is the entire playoffs. That That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, losing Kawhi, that, that, that was huge. Yeah. That was you for the Clippers because I feel like with the way the, the Clippers were starting to really gel and kind of peak, so to speak, mm-hmm. bars, um, that with a healthy Kawhi, I feel like they, they probably would have beat Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But like everyone always says, you have to play who's in front of you. Yeah, Phoenix can't do anything about that. And I'll also say, not sure how much this plays into it, but Phoenix has like a legendary training staff. Yeah. Right? Like, they, I remember, like, Shaq went out there and he just talked about how great the trainers were. Grant Hill. Mm-hmm. Right? They kind of, like, revitalized these guys' careers to a certain extent, right? Right. Um, so maybe that's got something to do with it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know the intricacies of each player's injury. I really don't. Even, like, with the Kawhi one especially, I'm like, I don't remember seeing him get hurt. Like, yeah. I remember seeing him get banged a little bit by, what's the guy's name? The left-hand guy from Utah? The left hand guy. He's a shooter. He looks like he. he I'm not gonna say he looks Ingles. like he's drinking. <laughs> yeah. Joe Ingles, right? He looks like he he's had a good time or something, right? He just like kind of looks a little disheveled. Yeah. Well, you said it now. I did say it now. I'm sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> My fault, Joe Ingles. Um, but yeah, I remember him getting bumped on like a fast break by Joe Ingles and coming up a little gimpy. But it didn't really look like much of anything to me. Yeah, it's sometimes the major injuries be like really weird. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know, if that's the case, then maybe Kawhi didn't tear his ACL. Right, because they said it was an ACL injury, which I'm like, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, but you have to really be cautious with that. That's a good point. And you know, I'm glad that they sat him out the way you know he you know he should have been sat out. And um, you know, if they if they would have tried to force anything, which gladly the Clippers did not at all, right? Then I think that he definitely within like minutes, maybe even seconds of the game, would have been injured. Yeah, especially because Phoenix is an aggressive team. Yeah, and Devin Booker is very aggressive, and yeah. you know they're um, fast too. Yeah, they're fast. So I mean, even if Kawhi is not guarding, you know, Devin Booker or Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, soon enough, one of the players that he is guarding is going to, you know, kind of attack. Right. And as soon as he does, you know, he like you know, he might come down with an injury. It's kind of like what happened to Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, we saw how that played out with KD. Yeah. With AD. Yeah. And then Kawhi, I mean, but um, Kawhi, to your point, I'm sorry, but Kawhi, we know from the situation with San Antonio mm-hmm. that he's not going to be pressured to play if he doesn't feel like physically he can he can do his job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're you're right. It's good to be cautious anytime you're talking with an ACL. Um, and Paul George, I mean, he, st- he had a great series except for that closeout game. Yeah, he just um, ran out of gas. Yeah, I think he ran out of gas because in game five, he was killing. That was one of the most epic performances I've seen. Lethal. But then, and it's just, it was beautiful. Like, Chris, yeah. I mean, we talked about this before. Paul George, when he's on his game, 
I don't know if there's anyone that's like like prettier to watch, for lack of a better term. Like Kyrie is obviously up there. KD, KD is up there. It has to be. But outside of that, I don't know if there's anyone that's just like it's almost like poetry in motion. Maybe Curry. Maybe Curry. That's Curry. a good point. Yeah, the way he moves off ball. Yeah, and then he can take you on the dribble. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, but PG's got to be right up there, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he hit Chris Paul with the lethal snatch back. Oh, my goodness. Just put him on the ground, man. Yeah. Um, no shade to Chris Paul. It was just a great move. But, I mean, he hit big bucket after big bucket. Hit Mikel Bridges with a nice in and out. Hezzy yeah. into the pool. He hit like, everyone. He, like, yeah. he took the whole team he off. Did. He did. He hit everyone off. And so, you know, speaking about uh, closeouts, though, because I said... Uh, Paul George didn't have a great closeout game. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul did. Oh, yeah. He went off. So, Paul George went off for 41 in game five. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul was like, yeah, I'll see your 41 and give you 41 back yeah. in game six to close the game out. Um, and so, that was just very fun to watch. And great to see Chris Paul finally get his shot at a ring after 16 years, right? Yeah. Um, and so, that was in game six of the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Him and Booker combined for 63 points. On the flip side, in the Eastern Conference Finals, Giannis was out, mm-hmm. game six, right? But then Middleton and Holiday combined for 59, and they win the game. And Middleton had 32. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Middleton, I mean, I, you know, Middleton, you know, just, he can step up at times. Yeah, and you've said that for a while now. Yeah, like he could step up at times. I remember last season when the the Bucks were gonna get swept by um Miami. Oh they, right, they, they were right. It was down three zero, and Giannis wasn't playing. And Middleton, you know, I remember him, you know, kind of hitting some big shots down the stretch. Yeah, and you know, sinking dagger after dagger. Right, and I was just like. I was upset because I just wanted the Bucks to be gone. I remember you and, saying and, and that dealt, too. And dealt with. Right. Because, and dealt with. Dispatched. Yeah, dispatched so that the Lakers just would have had like an easier pass. Right, right. But, um, oh my goodness. But, uh, yeah, so it's just like Chris Middleton, like he just, he he's one dude who just, you know, when the spotlight's kind of on him or like he knows it's about to be on him, I think that he can kind of step up. It doesn't always look like he's like, Super amps. Right, he's not very animated. Yeah, but, you know, he, he comes out to play and he plays his game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that Chris Middleton is a really good player. And yeah. And pretty underrated. Yeah, and you've always said that, and I think you raise a great point, Sean, that he's not so amped up all the time. He doesn't beat his chest. He doesn't dunk a lot. Yeah. He's not the the best athlete, but he shows up, plays hard, and he does his job. Mm-hmm. He's a, a real professional. And the same thing that can be said for Drew Holiday. They show up and they do their jobs. Um, PJ Tucker as well. <laughs> Your man, my man, Bobby oh, yeah. Portis. Bobby Portis. Bobby Schmackerdude in the mouth, Portis. He be looking amped up. Yeah, I have a, actually a really funny picture of just Bobby Portis. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, someone, someone sent it out in my Discord. And okay. It's just, and it's just... A picture of him just smiling. Right. But it's just really funny. Just, <laughs> it, it just it, like y'all know when y'all see the picture, and it's just like like the way the dude would look is just like really funny. Right. So it's just it was kind of like one of that type of thing. Yeah, so. I mean, I I feel like Bobby Portis is like KG 
reincarnated on the court. Yeah. Like they're just the type of dudes that's always on one thousand. Yeah. Right? He's like smacking the ball and just yelling at the crowd and his eyes are like real big and he's looking like he would definitely punch you in the face. Yeah, and he was like their like second or third option in those last couple of games. He he played great. He played really good. And you know, the fact that he was like their second or third option, honestly, is just really you know, like, it wouldn't be surprising, but, like, you know, when you see the way that he was playing, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be kind of surprised. Yeah. You know, to see that, you know, some, um, there were, like, one or two more players that were actually playing better than him. Right. That's a great point. So. That's a great point. But, you know, and we talked about this on the last episode, Talent or Table Saw, or Talent Over Table Saw, whatever the exact title was, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But this year has really proven the value of teams, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like you need a good, a well-put-together team, right? The Bucks showed that. The Suns showed that. The Hawks showed that, right? And not to say that these teams don't have great players because they obviously do. Chris Paul, Giannis, Middleton, Trey Young really emerged as a a superstar in this league. Mm -hmm. Um, But you need teams. like So when I saw Kevin Herter, for example, drop like 25 on the Sixers, in a clutch game, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I maybe we didn't expect that, but he said in his post game interview, basically, coach does a good job of making sure everyone's prepared to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a team effort, and so I, that's that's kind of fun to me because we kind of the pendulum swung where it's like talent, talent, talent. You know, it's all about one player and they just do X, Y, and Z. But it's good to see a lot of team basketball. Yeah, I, and maybe it's because I'm old. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Team basketball, I mean, you know, you look at the Bulls and, you know, you say, well, they have Michael Jordan. Right. And obviously Michael Jordan could either, um, if you look at his earlier seasons, mm-hmm. he could either, you know, just kind of take over and dominate himself. Right. Or, you know, you can put him in that, that triangle offense, that right. incredible system that they had. Right. And just, you know, the way that the team kind of flowed and, you know, everyone was getting the ball. Right. Was just, it, it, it was impeccable. And that right. was the main reason why, you know, they won the championship. Obviously, Michael Jordan, but then, you know, just the way the offense was built. Right. And I would say on the defensive end as well. Because yeah. those, those Bulls team, when you go, teams, when you go back and look at the numbers, mm-hmm. they were always top two or three in the league in defensive ratings. Yeah. Right? And so people always point to the fact that, the year that Jordan retired the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulls the following year won 55 games and made it to the conference semis, right? Even though people try to slice it like it was the conference final. It was the conference semis, right? Yeah. Um, But they won 55 games and went to the conference semis. Great, right? No Michael Jordan. They still were like a winning team. Mm-hmm. Now, the following year, they were struggling a little bit when Jordan came back. But you fast forward to the 97-98 season, when Pippen was out for, yeah. I think, like 45 games. Yeah. And the Bulls still ended up going like 62 and 20. They won 60 games. Yeah. And uh, all-time great player, second-best player, is out for more than half of the season. Right? But, it, again, it goes to – and not, it's not just offense and defense, right? Mm-hmm. Or not just offense or defense. It's the collective elevation of the entire team, like energy and standards. Mm-hmm. Right, so Jordan is saying, "No, you're gonna make this rotation. 
No, you're going to make that box out. No, you're going to help that teammate up, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to do things right every single time. And I feel like that's what Chris Paul really brought to the Suns. Because remember, the Suns, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they went 8-0 in the bubble. And they, you can see they have some pieces with having Aiden and Booker. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Monty Williams, who's a really good coach. Um, but Chris Paul, when he came in, not only did he bring his on the on the court play, he brought his expectations, right. and it raised everybody up to say, "Okay, this is what we got to be doing." And Devin Booker has talked about that. Yeah. So it's been kind of fun to watch. Um, so with that said, though, do you think that this is going to be cheesy alert right here? I'm sorry. Do you think this is going to be the year of the deer or fun in the sun? If I had it, really, if I had to put my money on it, um, like like a lot of money, I would probably say it's probably going to be the year of the the sun, the fun in the sun. Fun in the sun, okay. Um, I really would want to see um see it be the year of the deer, right? <laughs> right. Um, just anything but the fun in the sun. <laughs> right. But I, you know, at the end of the day, I have to give my honest opinion. Right. And I think that it's, you know, Phoenix probably going to win this championship. Yeah. Especially if Giannis is either injured for a couple games or out. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with fun in the sun. Okay. And I'm going to go with fun in the sun as well. Uh, I think if Giannis is out. So before game six of the Eastern Conference Finals, if you would ask me, okay, the Bucks are going to play the Suns in the championship and Giannis is out, mm -hmm. I would say the Suns are going to like sweep them, right? Mm -hmm. But Middleton and Holiday and just their whole team, like we talked about for the Bucks, really showed me a lot Yeah. in that last game against Atlanta. And they really competed on every play, which is, I look for little stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think if Giannis is out, I think the Suns win in six, five or six, right? If Giannis is playing, I think the Suns win in like an epic seven-game series. Yeah. And so just we forgot to point this out too. Both teams, this is their third appearance in the championship, right? So they each have three right. conference titles. The Bucks, 71, 74, 2021. The Suns, 76, 93, 2021, right? Right. The Bucks have one championship. That was with... L Ferdinand Lewis Alcinder, before oh. he changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Mm -hmm. One of the goats, um, right. and Oscar Robertson, who we saw a picture. <laughs> we saw some pictures of them when they were young mm -hmm. <laughs> online, and you were like, if you put either one of them in the league right now, they would just destroy people, right? Yeah, like it, people forget just how like diesel and athletic these guys were. Yeah, at least Kareem, because yeah. you know what Kareem's gonna do? He's gonna go right to the block, right, right to the elbow. And just, you know, put his arm higher than your <laughs> Right, very basic. Yeah, or your, um, what, what's the term I should use? Like, elastic arm or like, you know, outstretched arm. Outstretched arm, yeah. Outstretched arm. Right. And just get a bucket every time. Yeah. It's just gonna, you're just going to see it go in. Yeah, it's just going to be like, bucket, 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 yeah. right? Every time. I mean, at least if you're a smart coach, that's... What you're gonna do? <laughs> right. You're just gonna get him the ball right there. Right. And if the double comes, well, then you know you kick out someone on the court is gonna be able to hit a shot. It's, yeah. It's you know 2021. That's a great point. Almost everyone can shoot. That's a great point. So they both have three conference championships. Only the Bucks have a championship. They played in '76. I'm, I'm sorry. The Suns went to the finals in '76. Lost. I forget to who. 
93 Suns with Barkley lost to the Jordan's Bulls. Now they're in the the finals again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I just feel like they're very, like, two very evenly matched teams. Yeah. So, like I said, if they're both full strength, even if Giannis only misses one game, I feel like it's a seven-game series. But if Giannis is out for an extended period of time, I say five games, six at most. And Phoenix has got the home court advantage. I just, I just noticed something very, very intriguing. What? Both the Bucks and the Suns, you can combine both of their finals appearances together. Neither one of them has as many finals appearances as LeBron. That's that's really tough. They have the same amount of finals appearances. That's as, really tough. As lost, um, or um, lost final series. That's really LeBron. tough. Well, I mean, that's not really tough. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. But like. That, that, that's crazy. It is. Well, that, I mean, that that just speaks to LeBron's greatness, too. Yeah. Right? And, uh, I mean, both of these teams, it's funny. I think they both started, like, came into the NBA around the same time. Mm-hmm. In, like, the late 60s, maybe even 1970. Because they got, the Bucks got Kareem or Lou Alcindor at the time um, in, like, the 1970 draft or 69, something like that. Because he won the championship in his, he won the championship in the second year. Mm-hmm. So they drafted him in 69, and then they won it in 71. Yeah. That's crazy. And then the Suns, I believe, um, they were came into existence in, like, 68 or 69. Yeah, so, I know Oscar Robertson was also, was, like, I don't think they won the championship, but I think he was just killing in his first, like, like two years. Who, Oscar Robertson? Yeah. Well, he was with the Kansas City Royals, and then they traded to get Cincinnati, thank you. Mm-hmm. They traded the uh, Bucks traded to get him. Yeah, I I think he was averaging like thirty something in his first two seasons. Yeah, I mean Oscar Robinson is, is like all time top ten, and we did a whole show on that. Remember, we broke down top ten. Yeah, like, he's got to be up there. His numbers alone are just stupid. Yeah, like he he will really kill a lot of y'all in today's NBA. <laughs> just, just gonna put that out there. Shots fired. Okay, so we're both saying fun in the sun. I said five five or six games if Giannis is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Seven games if Giannis is there. Do you have any game prediction? Game prediction? Mm, you know, I'm just going to kind of hope that Giannis is there. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to say, say Suns in seven. Okay. But, you know, I think he's going to be injured for game. Or like, like kind of like maybe playing, but not like all the way healthy. Right, right. That makes so, sense. So, yeah, I think they might drop that game and, you know, that. That'll be a, every game's gonna be a big game. It's yeah, the finals, so. absolutely, absolutely for two pretty evenly matched teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the finals start tomorrow. I think it's like eight thirty, nine o'clock Tuesday, July sixth, and that is the battle for the NBA championship. Right. Mm-hmm. What else starts tomorrow is training camp for Team USA, mm-hmm. who will eventually battle for the world championship or the olympic championship right right and so training camp starts tomorrow in las vegas uh, and that's july 6th the olympics begin in tokyo two and a half weeks later july 23rd right right so devin booker and who else devin booker uh where am i where am i looking chris middleton and there was one more look, look on your paper way I felt like there was one more buck. Maybe I'm Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Okay, yeah. How am I missing that? Uh, obviously won't be there for training camp. 
But the finals will be over before the 23rd, so they'll be there for the Olympics, right? Right. And so do you want to give a... a it's an interesting roster. Do you want to just read through that real quick? Um, sure. So at um for the first player, we got Bam Adebayo. Second player, we got Bradley Beal from the Wizards. Of course, DMV, all day. Yeah, he, he playing on the team this year. We finally got a Wizards player in there. Right. Um, Devin Booker, and like we say, he's going to have to miss training camp. Kevin Durant, also from the DMV. Stand up. Jeremy Grant, also from the stand DMV. Stand up. I was waiting for you to say stand up. <laughs> you got Draymond Green, you know, KD and Draymond. You know, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, Drew Holiday, talked about him. He also was unfortunately going to have to miss training camp. Well, not unfortunately, because he's in the finals. Right, but, right. Yeah. Got Zach Levine. You know, from the Bulls, he's kind of been, seeing that. yeah, he's kind of been on the uprise. Looking forward to you know, seeing in his him. career. Got Dame Dollar. Make him holla. Jeez, that that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it is. Uh, you got Kevin Love, um, who I actually don't think I've seen in about two years. Right. <laughs> so since pre-COVID. So that will obviously be interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Middleton, we talked about him. Mm-hmm. Also on the bus, so obviously gonna miss training camp, and we got Jason Tatum. Yeah. Walking bucket. I, I don't know why I just said it that casually. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> you did. Yeah. You did. Okay. And so for the coaches, we got Greg Popovich taking over from Mike Krzyzewski, Steve Kerr, Lloyd Pierce, and then Villanova coach Jay Wright. So going through this list, what jumps out most to you? Or like, does any one player jump out most to you? Did anyone get left off that you feel like should have been on? Like... What are your thoughts? Well, when I first seen this initial roster, I um obviously was just excited to see how many players are like kind of from the area. Right. You know, I don't know if Beal, I don't think Beal is from the DMV. No, he's from St. Louis, but we're going to claim yeah. him regardless. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, he, he stayed with us. That's right. For, for a while That's now. Right. Even though, like. You don't got to get into all tough. that. You don't got to get into all that. You know, it is man. tough. But, <laughs> but, you know, Beal, he's been there for a while. Obviously, Katie and Jeremy Grant are actually from the DMV. Facts, facts. Um, you know, both really good players. Jeremy Grant has been playing a lot, um, you know, better in his career. Yeah, he know? needs to come on home to the Wizards. Oh, we yeah. need to get him. Yeah, we need to get him. And then, obviously, Kevin Durant, you know, one of the all-time greats. Of course. Kevin Durant had that phenomenal Game 6 and yeah. Game 7. Yeah. Was it Game 7? Was that Game 7 they played in? Um, no, no, it wasn't game seven where he like went, um, had like the near perfect triple double game. Oh, right. Okay. But gotcha. like, no, it was, um, game seven. I think he had 49. Oh yeah. That game. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the one where he hit the turnaround and going over to, yes. Yeah. The, was I was so upset about that game. That was crazy. Cause I, you know, if, if the Nets were playing Phoenix right now. Yeah. And, and Kyrie somehow comes back. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, unfortunately they got knocked out, but you know, I think it's just really, of, you know, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the players that are from, actually from the DMV. Right. KD and Jeremy Grant. So Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's what mainly stuck out to me. Got you. Yeah, and that's a great point. Um, what stuck out to me is, is really two things. One, this roster is like really new, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's tough. It, it's tough, but it's like, it's a lot of players that haven't, Played like I haven't typically associated with the Olympics before. Mm-hmm. So there's no LeBron, there's no CP, there's no Steph Curry, there's yeah. no Clay Thompson, no Dwayne Wade. Curry ever played? In the Olympics? Yeah, definitely. 
At least I, I believe so. He had to play in the Olympics. I, I, Come I feel on, like man. I never remember seeing him. <laughs> like, I feel like I never remember actually seeing him. And I've gone back and watched some highlights. And I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if he did. Dang, I'm going to have to go back and watch. I really don't know. Because I was watching some of the 2016 um, Olympics. Mm, okay. And, and I actually did not see Steph Curry. Okay. Now, look, you got me on the hunt after this. I'm going to have to look that up. But there's a lot of players, like the other guys that I named, that are not obviously on the scene. Again, they've gotten older. They don't want to play anymore. Cool. Um, so it's just it seems like a very young, fresh, new roster, right? But what jumps out to me even more than that is that there are no true centers on this roster. Yeah. Not one. And if you look at the, like, look online, I think we pulled this from CBS Sports. They have Bam listed as a center slash forward, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone else is listed as either a forward or a guard. There's no one listed as just a straight center. So there's mm-hmm. no, like, I think about the centers in recent years. You think about Dwight Howard. You think about Tyson Chandler. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would, would just be a pure center. I don't think... I mean, maybe like Marcus Cousins. The Marcus Cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah, who actually had like a little resurgent series. Oh, yeah. Uh, against happy, Phoenix. Happy to see that. Yeah, I, I was happy to, to see Marcus that as well. Cousins, but yeah. Um, yeah, Embiid. Um, Embiid, I don't know if he's ever played for the Olympics for America. Oh, oh, you're talking about play for America. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about strictly for America. Like, I know they've traditionally, or at least to my memory, have always thrown on just one pure center, if not two. Right? Yeah. Um, and everyone talks about the Dream Team. That's the most famous Olympic team, right? Mm-hmm. They had, what, two or three? They, they had, had Ewing. They had Ewing, Robinson. Robinson. Maybe it was just those two then. Yeah, I know they had Leitner. Power forward. Yeah, I know he was a power Malone, forward. Malone, power forward. Malone, Barkley, power forward. forward. Barkley, power forward. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it was just those two then. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. Uh, you know, Kevin Love is not a pure center. But Kevin Love is a super underrated rebounder. He is. I just remember when, um, you know, I was watching LeBron in Cleveland. And um, Kevin Love just, like, he, he's an incredible. He's an incredible rebounder. He is. Like, he is. Well, his he, hands are great. His hands are great. He knows how to carve out space, and he's got a wide base, right? Mm-hmm. Bars. Um, I got to stop doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's cringy. But he's not... At an athletic rebounder. Yeah, no. And also, to that point, he's not a, a rim protector. So yeah. that's what jumps out to me. Is Team USA just saying we don't really need a rim protector because so much stuff is space and pace and spread and, and shoot, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that may come back to, to haunt them. But at the same time, it's like, who would they get to be the center? Because Rudy Gobert is going to play for France. Joel Embiid, I don't think well he I think he's pretty probably gonna have surgery on that meniscus, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he would play for America anyways. I forget, yeah. is he from Cameroon maybe? I think he is from Cameroon. Yeah, I think so. So he would probably play for them. So I'm like, unless they went vintage and got like a boogie cousins, I don't really know what centers they wouldn't they would get, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I remember one other center that did play for Team USA was a pure center. DeAndre Jordan. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Athletic, rim protector, right? 
Yeah. That makes a lot of okay. Yeah, yeah he, now I remember DeAndre now. DeAndre Jordan, he he was huge. I remember seeing some right. highlights of him in the twenty sixteen team. You would say because I was actually watching some yesterday. Um, yeah, he kind of just like having Cam was almost a cheat code because, you know, like all the other players that they were going against, like just the the athleticism. Yeah, you know he exactly. Kind of just had that advantage, right? And so, that's a great advantage to have. Yeah. You know, whereas this roster I'm looking at, and I like a lot of the players on here. Um, I actually like every player on here, to be honest. Mm. But they're not really physical-type players. Right. You know, Draymond's physical on the defensive end, but not offensively. Um, outside of that, no one's going to really overpower you, right? Mm-hmm. And when I think about having, like, Melo and LeBron and those guys, I mean, those are big physical guys who will punish you on the offensive end, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're gonna, you're not going to want to have the guard mellow in the post for a whole game or LeBron coming down. You're not going to want to go against that. Yeah, and Melo's been playing, like, Melo's played in the Olympics for such a long time. Yeah. Like, people actually kind of don't realize it. Like, him and LeBron have almost played for the same. Melo actually might have played longer. Yeah, you might be right. Because I remember he did play in the... 2016 one. Right. So That's um, a good point. Yeah, he played the one before that. Just yeah, He's been playing since he was like young. Right. So. No, I totally agree. So, I mean, it, again, it's like kind of the theme we've been talking about for at least a month now. It really is like a new era. Like, this is like a transitional season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's going to be interesting um, to see what happens, right? Because right. the world, I mean, the world's got some great players especially with the NBA having more international players than ever. Mm-hmm. Those guys go back to their respective countries. I mean, those are NBA players you're playing against. Yeah. You know? So um, we'll get into the prediction a little bit later, but I'm excited for that to start. I'm excited to watch, like, the training camps. Hopefully they do, like, the one-on-ones like they've done in previous years. I remember, like, KD and, uh, and Paul George, and I think, like, DeMar DeRozan had, like, a mean three-way one-on-one. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be fun. Yeah, hopefully um, Patty Mills doesn't go ahead and drop us off again. <laughs> oh hopefully goodness. he doesn't just like go just insane on right. Him. <laughs> right, that's funny. Yeah. Patty Mills, Patty Mills got a ratchet though. Yeah, but he dropped he he dropped Team USA off. And I was <laughs> like, you know, I don't really care. Right, but, like just like wow, like right. that's, wow. that's got that's got to be kind of embarrassing because Team USA. I can't even remember the last time they lost. Yeah, well, they've won three straight golds. Yeah. So the last time they lost, I think, was 04. Because they won 08, 2012, 2016. Jesus. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. So, I mean, Patty Mills plays for the Australian national team, right? Yeah. Um. So Ben Simmons said he's not playing this year because he's taking uh, the summer off to work on his game. Yeah. Maybe he can link up with Patty Mills, help him get right, because Patty Mills has a chopper chopper. Yeah, or maybe they just didn't want him. Oh, <laughs> Good grief. Good grief. And that's a perfect segue into our next episode. I mean, our next segment. You got me laughing. Bank robbers. Bank robbers. Bank robbers. And I say it's a perfect segue because we were very close to giving it to Ben Simmons in our last episode. Yeah. But it was just such an obvious choice because everyone was just piling on him Mm -hmm. because of his his lack of a performance um, against Atlanta, especially in the fourth quarters. But we've got some interesting ones today. Right? Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you can go first. So, I, like, and I know I've been been harsh on some of the coaches 
this year, right? Right. I've been harsh on Mike Budenholzer, our neighbor, Mr. David. Uh, I had a great conversation with him earlier, and he was just crushing Mike Budenholzer, right? Right. I, and I'm like, listen, I've been very critical of him, too. Lack of adjustments, right? Um, I forget what other coach I was really hard on as far as lack of adjustments. Lack of adjustments. Oh, uh, uh, who was it? I was on somebody's. Maybe, maybe Frankery. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. I was on Frank. That's who it was. I was on Frank Vogel for. You said Frank Reed. That's funny. Goodness, bro. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Right. For lack of adjustments, for not playing uh, THT more minutes, right? Trez. For not playing Trez. So, right. It was those two specifically. Um, and then also, like, getting on Philly and, and the Buck staff for not developing Giannis and Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. But right now, I am going to give this bank robber to. The folks who voted for Tom Thibodeau to win Coach of the Year. Oh, yeah. Right? Because the other coaches voted for Monty Williams to win it. Right? He he got the respect and the, the adulation from his peers. But the media or whoever votes for Coach of the Year for the actual award, they voted for Tom Thibodeau over Monty Williams. And to me, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. It was a no-brainer that Monty Williams should win that award, right? And he didn't. And now it's like it's kind of like the 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 uh, Pacers and Nate McMillan. They fired Nate McMillan last year, right? Bringing the new dude, don't even make the playoffs the following year. While Nate McMillan's in the conference finals, a couple games away from going to the championship, right? Right. And now he, we just saw today that Nate McMillan is no longer the interim head coach for Atlanta. He's the head coach. Atlanta did the smart thing, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with these these folks who voted for the coach of the year. It's like we all see like what's about to happen, right? Right. Like Monty Williams, like he got the Suns hooping. The Knicks are better, but they're not gonna go too far, right? Mm. Atlanta makes quick work of them in the first round or whatever, right? Meanwhile, the Suns are in the championship with a chance to win the whole thing. So I was just like, we saw how this was going to play out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it played out exactly uh, as such. And for that reason, I'm giving the media, the the journalists, the folks who vote on Coach of the Year, you're getting my bank robber because Monty Williams definitely should have won that award. Yeah, that's it's almost like a crime. That that just has to be some type of hate crime. Like, <laughs> oh my just, goodness! Like I, I mean, you literally had to have lost your mind to oh like like God. actually have lost your mind to actually say no. It's not Monty Williams. It's actually, Tom Thibodeau. Right, right. And we're going to vote for him. Right. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. At right. All. <laughs> me neither. And that that's no shots to Tom Thibodeau. He did a great job with New York, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like Monty Williams, like clearly, in my opinion, like. The way the Suns were playing all year, and I to be to be objective here, I wasn't an early believer in the Suns, and I yeah. still I still think that if LeBron and AD hadn't got hadn't have gotten hurt, I still think the Lakers would have come out the West, right? Right. But even watching them play against the Lakers with LeBron eighty percent maybe and uh, injured AD, the Suns look good. Right. They look like a really good team. They compete. They make the right plays. They get after it. To me, that's co- a coach really setting the tone for the culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I mean, the Knicks, they look they look pretty good, but not to the same caliber of the Suns, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? So, you know, shout out to Tom Thibodeau. 
you can't help it that they voted you in, right? But like I said, I just feel like the that Monty Williams clearly deserved that award. All right. Okay. So, that, is that fair? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. That that that's that's pretty fair. Like I honestly feel the same way. Okay. So, you gotcha. know, I, you know, I obviously can't, you know, like hate like hate on your bank robber or whatever. <laughs> right. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I agree with you. That's uh, all. I Okay. Got you. And I'm really excited for this one and to hear your your spiel uh, or your reasoning why you're you're giving this person the bank robber. Alright, so for my bank robber, I'm choosing a man by the name of Sean Wright. Um, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's actually an NBA official. I can't believe you named him, though, man. Yeah, um, he, and the reason I'm giving him the bank robber is because, especially if you were in the IG Live, I think it was, yeah, it was the IG Live that me and my dad did. It was like quick, like two minute one. Oh, yeah, on the Hoop Life IG page. The official Hoop Life, follow us on IG. Yeah, so if you did see that, you will, you know, understand that I did actually have the Hawks winning the series in seven. Right. And, um, you know, things didn't really go to as planned, and, you know, I was obviously incorrect. And I get it that Giannis was injured. Right. Um, for part of the series as well. But the reason I'm giving him this, this, you know, not really an award, but, you know, <laughs> this honor. Right. <laughs> Is because he just straight up injured Trey Young. Yeah, <laughs> like right. he just straight up like this right. is actually a time where you can actually like yell ref and stuff and you know like I feel like it's actually kind of like okay because there's no reason like when you don't get a call you just like scream right and cry at the ref like I I I get it like it's in the heat of a game but like sometimes it's just doing the most right I feel like sometimes but this time it's actually like you well you just injured our star player right um. You know, just kind of in the way. Oh, and if you're unfamiliar with the play, so Trey Young, you know, I think the the Hawks had gotten a steal, and Trey Young was, you know, trying to get out out on the fast break, and um, the ref was right behind him. Right. And um, you know, Trey Young kind of slipped and rolled his ankle, and it was on like on the move. It's kind of the same thing that happened with LeBron. LeBron, you know, rolled his ankle. Um, while he was like kind of jumping up in the air. Right. Well, with Trey Young, if I could jump in real quick, like you said, the ref was behind him, yeah. and he turned to look ahead, like you said, to get on the break, and he put his foot behind him mm-hmm. to push off of it. So like all of his weight was on that back foot. Yeah. You know, and he's expecting that he's gonna be able to push there, but he stepped on referee Sean Wright's foot, and so all of that momentum just rolled onto that ankle. Yeah, so it's just... I've never seen anything like that before. In 30 years, being around a game of basketball, I've never seen that. Yeah, so, I mean, another reason why he's kind of robbing the bank <laughs> is because he hasn't received any type of penalty right. for it. Right, Which I feel like is just totally, you know, that it, it should be kind of handled differently by right. the NBA. And I feel like... When something like that happens, you know, you have to receive some type of penalty. You know, yeah. obviously, if you're a player, you don't mean to injure someone, that's different. But, you know, it shouldn't be like the ref or one of the coaches or someone from the staff. Right. Anyone on the bench injuring one of the players. Right. Like, that That just shouldn't happen. Yeah. I don't understand how that does happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, totally just, it, it's it's just it's just not right. It's, it's unacceptable. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah. And it really can't happen. And it's kind of ridiculous. And I feel like the Hawks have a reason to be mad and upset if they are right now. We don't know right. what's going on behind the scenes. Right. 
Um, but uh, yeah, uh, referee Sean Wright. Yeah, so, is the bank robber. So <laughs> I thought about making him my bank robber, but then when you and I talked in the pre-production meeting, um, and you said <laughs> that you wanted to. <laughs> That you wanted to name him the bank robber, and you were gonna like call him out by name. You were very passionate about. It. I said, okay, you got to go with that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I'm surprised. I'm shocked. I hate to to sound hyperbolic, but I'm shocked that there wasn't any type of penalty handled handed down to Sean Wright. And he may be a great guy, he may be a great referee. I don't know, but that just can't happen. And if I'm Trey Young, I told you, especially if I'm Trey Young, who's like, what, 22? 22-year-old me, Sean B. Taylor, I'm spazzing out. So I actually give him a lot of credit for not going just crazy. Because yeah. I would have been going insane. You're mm-hmm. in the way, and you're costing me a chance to go to the NBA Finals after I've been flaming these dudes? Oh, man. Yeah, that was that was just hard to watch. I felt really bad for Trey Young. Yeah, and you know, I feel like the re- are the NBA really is just starting to give these refs yeah too much freedom. Right. You know, we talk about the players getting too much freedom on right. offense and you know, with all those silly foul calls, which is actually, you know, kind of the ref's fault. Yeah. But you know, they they like kinda kick their legs in the air and stuff and they, they try and hunt right. for those type of right. foul they calls. Right, they jackknife on the shots. Yeah, they jackknife right? and stuff. But it's like when, you know, we're actually talking about the refs getting too much freedom. Right. Which that really just is, is too much. Yeah. That should not happen. We we should not be here, you know, talking about how the refs did this and, you know, how they just kind of affected it. a whole entire team's chance. Right. Of making it to the NBA Finals. Right. The biggest event in in the NBA. Right. In, yeah. Really in, in, in basketball, really. Unless, you know, you know, it's like the Olympics. Right. And, you know, you care more about about that, but I just feel like that really shouldn't happen. We shouldn't be even have, we shouldn't have to be talking about this right, right now. I feel like this should be handled, and uh, yeah. So I think that you know the the calls that the rest make, right? You know, should get adjusted. I I really hope they will. Yeah, and I think that you know the the technical fouls to hand out because I like I've said it before. I feel like the refs are starting to you know kind of get a little like like. Almost petty in a way. Yeah, and, no, I and agree. Call, and calling I totally foul. agree. And calling Almost like sensitive. Fouls. Yeah, like sensitive. It's like, you know, a player can say something. Yeah. It's just, you know, they're, they're just saying something to the ref and, you know, technical foul, like something yeah. for like complaining or something. Yeah, yeah, no, I which agree. Which is just not okay in my opinion. Yeah. And it's like, it's because y'all gave them this freedom yeah. on, on offense. So yeah. it's really their own doing. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. And it messes up the flow of the game and the, the passion that players exhibit to be honest mm-hmm. um i mean trey young ended up missing what one or two games he was out i think maybe just one game i think it was two games okay so he was out for two games he came back and played in the closeout game game six and he no, turned was, in oh yeah it was game six yeah he turned in and said something to the ref like ref foul and the ref gave him a tech yeah i was like come on dude like that's just ridiculous right mm-hmm. but messing up the flow of the game is one thing Injuring somebody is another thing. And yeah. so aside from getting back to the finals, where some people would say, oh, well, Trey Young's young. He'll be, have plenty of opportunity to get back to the finals. as James Harden that, right? Yeah. As Russell Westbrook that, right? Guys who play for that OKC team who we thought, oh, my God, they're going to go to the finals for eight times, right? Mm. And then it just didn't happen, right? Mm. Um, as Charles Barkley that, 
right? Right. Uh, Reggie Miller, the list goes on and on. Um, but again, this is more so about player safety. Yeah. Like you get, you just can't be in the way like that. If it's a play where it's like you just really can't get out of the way, that's one thing, you yeah. know. But to just be standing there within the, you know, the player's circle, so to speak. And I get it, Trey Young put his foot back and all that, but you gotta be, you gotta move, man. You gotta mm-hmm. move. You can't be in the way. And I know the refs have a very difficult job, but like I said, if I'm Trey Young or Trey Young's dad, who's at like every game, like if that happened to you, I'm going nuts. I'm not even gonna lie, and I, I'm gonna have to pray to keep going. But I'm, I'm probably gonna wild out. I'm not gonna lie to you, right? Yeah, and it's like it sounded the injury that he had sounded like kind of gruesome. Like it was just like a deep bone, like yeah, deep injury. bone bruise. Yeah, well, deep bone bruise. Like that is not okay. Well, again, it's like kind of to when I said I uh, when we were talking about Kyrie and you said Kyrie got hurt. Kyrie got hurt, right? Mm. Against the Bucks. I'm like, and you say he turned his angle. I'm like, okay, well, he should be straight, you know, maybe miss a game or so. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, he's out because yeah. his ankle touched the ground. That same thing didn't happen to Trey Young. But like I said, when you put all your weight back and you're ready to explode mm-hmm. and then you turn your ankle at that last minute so all your weight is back on that, that's a bad ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. That's a very bad ankle sprain. And so... The fact that he was even able to come back is a testament to him and his pain threshold, uh, Trey Young being, but also to the fact that he's 22. Because yeah. if he's 32, I don't know if he, if he comes back that quick. You know, yeah. he might be just done for the rest of the series. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate. I also agree with your your bank robber. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, Sean Wright. You just got to do better, bro. Yeah, and also, if y'all hear some noise, it's downstairs. Um, my dog actually started howling. Right. Minute, so We have a beagle, yeah. which is a bloodhound, which I never, when we first got him, I never put that together. <laughs> Until the first time he howled, I was like, what in the world? And my wife was like, you got to remember, a beagle is a hound. I'm like, oh, my God, they are. Because he's not barking right now. He's howling. Yeah. Like through my head, way out the window. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, that's our bank robber session. So now we're on our final session. Yeah or nah? All right. So we told you the roster for Team USA, right? Right. Two of those players, former teammates, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, had some issues before, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like they've gotten over it. So here's a softball for you. Softball question. Yeah or no, will Draymond and KD get along during the Olympics? Well, I think, yeah, they're former teammates. And, you know, I feel like at this point, you got to put it behind you. Yeah. I feel like at this point, it's about time. You know, like, you've moved on from the situation. And hopefully, you know, like, you know, like, y'all have actually moved on. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, I think also, if they're really, like competitive in a sense they're they're just gonna they're gonna have to get along because you know you gotta think like y'all just lost like team usa lost yeah no what do you mean no no team usa in the olympics when did they lose oh wait no 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 no. i'm thinking of something you think about the other video we're watching with canada and what was like czech republic Mm -hmm. or something like that no i remember um i think it was last year when kemba um and the and donovan mitchell was that the World Championships? Yeah, it might have been that. Maybe it was. Yeah, so may- maybe I've just got something confused. But I think that they just... 
anyways, they have to get it, they have to get it together. Yeah. And I feel like there's no reason to, you know, kind of stay on that. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And uh, I agree. Yeah or no. Yeah or no. I agree. Yeah, they will get along. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Durant for the Nets and Draymond for the Warriors, have, they played it against each other a couple of times this season. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they were cool. Um, and I also think like they're going to be together for the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Right, month plus if they can, can if they go to the gold, right, um, and like you said, they'll it'll be they'll be forced to be together a lot, and it'll be time to just yeah we move on. You know we're young, things got heated, whatever. It's time to move on. So I agree yeah. with you a hundred percent. But that leads me right into my next question, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the Olympic Games, you're in Olympic Village, you're at training camp and all that stuff, um, and you you know a lot of brotherhoods form bonds form right mm-hmm. it's also a great time for recruiting right. players saying you come to my team or no you come to my team i go to your whatever it may be right mm-hmm. so yeah or nah will any members of the olympic team switch their nba teams this season this off season you know i'm gonna have to go with with yeah on that okay um and I'm, who who do you think so obviously someone like damian Lillard has been you know, being talked about right a lot. Um, I also do think that he will move teams. I'm not sure which team, but I just, you know, especially if the Trailblazers can't get more players, right? Especially because of Portland, it's not like a a really hot destination, right? To go to, um, I think that it's just like. I don't think that Portland's gonna be able to kind of you know get the players that they need you know to kind of going like a run mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Right. So I think that Dame, I just don't understand why Dame would, you know, stay another year. Mm-hmm. I don't see why that makes sense if you, you know, if you want a championship mm-hmm. and you want to become, you know, a contender, mm-hmm. then I, you know, I want to see why Dame would, would still stay there. So right. I'd say him, someone like Kevin Love could um, mm-hmm. move team as well because, you know, he never really plays. So I, right. So I feel like, you know, some team may try to utilize him more, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of pick him up. You know, it's like, you know, Kevin Love, he hasn't played in so long. So it's like, you know, he kind of be like sneaky. Like, you don't know what he's going to really bring. That's a good first. point. So, yeah, I mean, players like that. Yeah, I think that Dame and Kevin Love. Okay. Know, teams. So I'm also going to say, yeah, I actually am not sure about Dame moving teams. Yeah. I think with Portland uh, signing Chauncey Billups as their new head coach. I think that that was a very smart move by their leadership over there because mm-hmm. Cha- Chauncey is obviously a former finals MVP, um, you know, championship point guard, all of these things, right? And I think he's going to bring that type of championship medal to Portland and to Dame specifically, who also is a point guard, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually don't think Dame will move, but I'm with you. I think Kevin Love... It could be sneaky good for someone next year. Yeah. And he's he's like a low-risk type player. Like, you don't have to expend a lot to get him. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, I think he'll he'll move from Cleveland. I also think, and maybe this is wishful thinking, I think Jeremy Grant is going to move. I don't mm-hmm. think he likes it in Detroit. Um, you know, the rumors are that he, he wouldn't mind coming home to the Wizards. So, like I said, maybe that's wishful thinking. Everyone else is pretty much locked in, you know. Yeah. Bam, Brad. Brad, maybe. Maybe. And but, I mean, he did sign a max contract just like a year or two ago. I will say it's Bam, maybe. And, but, and that's because he's another player 
that hasn't really, you know, like he's developed. Right. But That's like, a good point. he still can't really shoot. No. Nah. And you, he's what, like, he's not tall. I don't know if he's taller than, like, Paul George. He's like 6'9. Yeah, and it's like you're running center. Right. It's like, yeah, not for me personally. Right. It's like, you know, nah, we, you either got to develop. It's a good point. You gotta go. It's a good point, but he did just sign a max deal, so oh yeah, last oh. offseason. So he, I don't think he's moving. Yeah, well, um, he did. He did sell, so I don't know. You say he did sell? Yeah, he 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 like he like sold the heat. Like, oh my goodness, you're just ruthless, man. Let's get to this last year or not. I'm very proud of this particular question because it took some research to to figure this out, right? So there have been. Two players, only two players in the history of the NBA to win Defensive Player of the Year, regular season MVP, and finals MVP. Those two players are Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, to the credit of, or to be fair to a previous generation, Mm -hmm. the Defensive Player of the Year award didn't exist until like the 70s. Yeah. Right. So like that excludes guys like Bill Russell, um, Kareem Robertson, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was a main one because he 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 was close. Right. But that it didn't exist. Right. Exactly. So it excludes those type of guys. Right. Yeah. Um. So take that for what it's really a a newer generation award, even though it was like the seventies. So that's still like 50 years ago, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. So Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, only two players in NBA history to win defensive player of the year, MVP for the regular season, final finals, MVP will, or I'm sorry. Yeah or nah. Will Giannis Antetokounmpo, that Greek freak, Join Jordan and Hakeem as only the third player to accomplish this feat. Well, I think we already kind of answered this question. Right. Hopefully, yeah, but realistically, <laughs> in my opinion, at least, nah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. And I and I, I would love to see Giannis go out there and go crazy. Mm-hmm. I would. I would really like to see that because he's been working so hard. He seems like a good guy. Seems like his head is on straight. Um, and he's a very good player, even though I, there's some holes in his game, some big holes in his game, but you can't deny that he's a very devastating player. With that said... Yeah, and then um, having DeAndre Ayton down there. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, that would be that's going to be great. Those meetings at the Summit will be lovely, mm-hmm. right? With that being said, you know I'm Team CP3. <laughs> like I want to see CP get this ring. I'm not even gonna hold you. So hey, I like CP three, so I can't even lie. Like seeing CP three get a ring would be great. You go ahead and do your thing at this point. I don't right. really care anymore. Right, right, um, right. And Devin Booker, which we found out like a week ago, is like my children. He's yeah. black, white, and Mexican. I'm just you know like maybe <laughs> maybe maybe after we come back and beat them, right. I can like him. But like I've never really liked Devin Booker. Oh my goodness! So maybe if he wasn't in the way, then maybe I'd be like, oh, that's cool. And right, right. Like, but no. But no. Okay. Yeah. So okay, yeah or no? We both agree. Yeah. Uh, Draymond and KD will be fine. Yeah, at least one Olympian is gonna switch teams this off season, and nah. Giannis is not going to join Jordan and Hakeem in accomplishing that feat. Defensive player of the year, regular season MVP, finals MVP. And that's it, man. That's it. It's been another real one. Little ST, why don't you take us home? 
All right, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Live with Sean Sean podcast, episode 21 of season two. It's the freaking finals, and I said it again. I said it again. <laughs> you did. So I got you on that. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, make sure you go over um, and rate us five stars. As always, go over to the podcast and, you know, write a comment. Let us know what you think about it, what you think we can do better, any suggestions for future topics or, you know, even whole episodes or what you think we do good or bad. And we're on all podcast platforms, so wherever you get your podcast from, we are there. And from our family to yours, peace. Peace.